Welcome to Real Horror Case Files, where I, Selva, tell you all about the most horrific and terrifying true crime and paranormal stories from around the world. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Chantel. Hi, everyone. Are you ready for today? Um, sure, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It is our first episode of our new paranormal spooky show. Um, that we've both kind of wanted to do for like a good long while, but a long time we've been talking about it for years. Yes, so now we feel like finally can actually like get the ball rolling and and yeah. um do it. So, um, to how the show will work, um, I mean, I'm sure it'll change. Many, it's us. It's going to change. Yes. <laughs> um, but. I will essentially be telling Chantel stories, true paranormal and true crime stories. Um, And Chantel is just going to react to the horrific, sometimes emotional roller coaster of these stories. Yeah. There's, uh, we have like a whole Excel spreadsheet of, I think it has to be at least like, like 120 like topics it's a lot and there's a lot on there where i'm like i know what it is but i don't remember what order we're going to be doing them in so it's going to be a surprise when you bring it up they're completely random we kind of were just like let's just compile a giant list of topics and then when we were deciding what order to do them in i remember us being like oh we should do this one next and then us being like Oh, let's just do this random one, like all the way at the bottom. Yes. <laughs> we're like, yeah. let's do this one in the middle. It was yeah. just <laughs> So it's it's definitely so. there's definitely a lot. I'm I'm trying to mix it up between um paranormal episodes and then true crime episodes. Mm-hmm. There are certain topics that will have multiple parts for them. Um, just with the nature of of like the information that's involved with it and just like the entire specifically for like true crime stories mm-hmm. um just the nature of how the crimes went and um how long they went over uh, some of them are like years yeah. in the making so it's um definitely something that will be like multi-parters some of them mm-hmm. are true crime and paranormal yeah. Which is fun for me because then I get to kind of inter interloop the the two, but um, I'm gonna try to keep it balanced and try to try not to do too many really heavy topics mm-hmm. one after the other because there are some, especially true crime stories that are quite heavy, very heavy, um, mm-hmm. like the ones where I have listened other podcasts. Uh, other podcasters talk about and like I'm mm-hmm. crying and I have to stop listening because I'm crying yeah. um, but you know that's just the nature of, of these things so we do want to take them seriously like there are victims mm-hmm. involved in a lot of these in most of these um, stories so obviously respecting them respecting their families um, and trying to tell a rounded story from everyone's point of view without glorifying the the murderers or the the criminals and Mm -hmm. sympathizing with the victims yeah yeah 
Yeah. Um, with that, that being said, because it's the first episode, I kind of wanted to take it a little light and fluffy. And so it's not really like, there's no like true crime behind it. It's, it's a paranormal story. And it's um, local. It's local to us. It's, um, probably one of the most famous landmarks in uh, in Toronto. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We've been there many, many times. Many, many times. Um, it is Casa Loma and the story behind um, Casa Loma and Sir Henry Pallet. Mm-hmm. All right. So without further ado, we're going to get into the history behind um, Sir Henry Pallet and how he decided to just build a giant castle in the middle of Toronto. Yeah, which was, I mean, hey, good for you. I you wish I could do that. If you have the money, why not, right? Yeah, he... like I wish I could just build a random castle <laughs> in the middle of Toronto. Don't but we as all? there's a as there's like a land housing shortage, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Listen, we're not gonna get political on this show, okay? We're strictly <laughs> gonna tell the stories. Well, okay, I mean, to be fair, when he I'm pretty sure when he bought the land, Toronto was a lot less developed, so he had the space to work with. So, I mean, why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? Build your dream house. I wish. That's why I build it in Sims. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Can't afford it otherwise. Exactly. I can't (laughs) afford my 10-story castle any other way. Yeah. My three-layer basement. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's get into the story. So, born in Kingston, Ontario on January 6, 1859, to British parents, Henry Pallet was destined for great things right from the start. He attended the Upper Canada College, but he always felt like he was destined for something greater, so he decided to leave shortly after and pursue a career in commerce in his family business. And by age 23, he was a full partner at his father's brokerage firm, Pellet and Pellet. What were you doing at 23, Chantal? School. <laughs> we decided to stay in school. Yeah. I am still in school. I was in school. Like, um, most people, when they, yeah. you hear people, like, trying to become partner at, like, law firms and, and brokerages, like, that takes years to accomplish years i'm always like whenever i see a 21 year old and they're like i finished university and i have a corporate job with a house i'm like how how whoa (laughs) yeah um i guess he kind of did have like a leg up in that in the whole thing because it it was a family business a nepotism baby it was it was gonna happen (laughs) so you know either way he became partner at 23 i mean hey that's i mean if you've got the resources to why not why not right why not why not so in 1879 he met mary dodgson and they married three years later in 1882 he uh she is actually older than he is um i did did do a bit I'm not I'm not great at math, but by math standards, I'm pretty sure he was 26 when he got married. Yes, and she was older than he was. <laughs> I I do yeah. know that. She was older than he was. Um so 
there you go. Um, yeah, so they married in 1882, and he was very involved with his family, um, and he embraced the family motto, I may butcher this and I am so sorry, Devancy Je Puis? Sounds good to me. Okay. I don't know um, what it means, but sounds good. I'll put it on the screen here. <laughs> um it basically means foremost if i can um that's actually kind yeah of and you can i mean we've like we've said before we've been to castle Loma many many times and i think mm -hmm. there's one particular window on the main floor it's stained glass window where it does have the family crest of yeah. the the pallets on there with that saying Mm -hmm. so and that's in the room that's in the room with the fountain right there's the giant fountain so. and like all the plants it's, i forget what it's called it's either this, this. the solarium yeah the solarium yeah so it's either in that room or um around that area because i do remember it being there like yeah in that section of the castle if you guys get a chance to go it is very very nice go during christmas time we went also oh my if God. you're gonna also go like go during halloween because they do the castle of horror nights oh yeah we should we should go this year during halloween oh do we have to we don't have to but we can it'll be fun but it's like really cool because i did go one like during the day and they have a bar there and in the center of like the centerpiece of the bar is a fucking dragon you don't need to convince me anymore i you had me at bar oh <laughs> yeah but i mean you know there's a dragon in the middle of the bar yeah we should we should we should go yeah. just for the bar exactly yeah um so he he was very involved with his family and he loved traveling to europe as well and he was very inspired by the architect um that will later inspire his future home Chantal, you've been there, so you probably like see similarities. I I do. I just do. the outside structure of the house. Of the yeah, house, like a know. lot of it. When you look at the house, is very different than a lot of the rest of the buildings in Toronto. Just okay it's in your very head. European. Yes, in your head, just picture. This is for the the listeners and the viewers. In your head, just picture your typical European, like medieval castle. Yeah, with the like um. Oh, with the God, towers the towers and the, the, at the top yes all of that just picture that's exactly what Castellana looks like in the middle of toronto mm -hmm. <laughs> around like developed areas too where there's yeah like, well there's a few other houses. like well there's a few other like manors and how and well because he's bigger his hunting there. lodge is like yes connected by a tunnel there's, right so there's another there house there's another house next door and i remember um this is in 10th grade at my other high school um we were we were going on a field trip for uh history and um they they we pulled up into the parking lot of Casaloma and we were all like, Oh my god, are we going to Casaloma? And my teacher's like, No, we're going to that other house over there that's like half the size. It's still it was still a very beautiful and big house, but not nearly as big she as got, she got all your hopes up and then I was know. like, nah. Yeah, she's like, No, nah, we're not going there. Anyways, but there's a lot of like especially built during uh, like around in and around the same time that Casaloma was hmm. built. There's a lot of houses in that area there as well. We do have a lot of historical buildings in mm -hmm. Toronto, um, but I think Castleham is unique in the way that the architecture is. It's a, a legit of... castle, though. Like, I don't think there's any yeah. other residential building that big. 
like there Toronto. there are some there are some buildings that kind of mimic portions of like castles yeah. and a lot of european style buildings but they don't the whole building doesn't copy it no no and it's i don't think nearly as big as castleoma no castleoma has like three floors a basement four tunnel. floors in the base no yeah three floors Three floors. I mean, I guess four floors if you count the very top of the towers and everything. Yes. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, what other house do you know that has towers? towers Two towers. Exactly. And towers that have, like, rooms within the towers that yeah, go up. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah. So he, he was very inspired with the European architecture, and that's kind of what really inspired Casaloma. Um, he was very interested in new innovations as well, and he took a lot of um, business opportunities in them, like as much as he can. Um, so, for example, when Thomas Edison developed the steam-generated um, electricity, Pellet immediately took that as a very profitable business opportunity to supply energy. Um, and so in 1883, he founded the the Toronto Electronic Light Company and by the time he was 30 the company basically was uh had a monopolized majority of the streets in Toronto they were supplying the lights in almost all of Toronto at that time yeah by 30 he, he did well you know what I'm yes. what I'm going to be doing at 30 school <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just like. I mean, Chantal, you're you're about to turn twenty six in October in December. Um, October. I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry. In December, um, and at that point, and I'm already twenty six. Well, like we're four years away from that. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's yeah. crazy. I know, cause like I feel like I, I've accomplished nothing in my I life. I know, right? Same. Like I wanna, I wanna, you know, I wanna get my PhD, which is why I think I'll be still be in school. But you will get it one day, and when you do, we're I'm going to celebrate. I am. I am definitely gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but you know, Sir Henry Pallet, by the age of thirty, owned a company that had a monopoly over all of the electricity in Toronto. Um, so in that, in 1892, his father had retired with, um, so in 1892, his father had retired and as a result, Pellet was able to take on more risks with the company and bought stocks in the Canadian Pacific Railroad and the Northwest Land Company. Um, and by 1901, he was the chairman of 21 Canadian companies in mining, insurance, land, and electricity. Um, and then in 1902, he and his partners built the first Canadian hydro-generated plant at Niagara Falls. Yeah. I don't uh, which know is... if it's that... I think they've just... Uh, so, I mean, I just, like, went back to Niagara Falls like three weeks ago um for the first time in four years like pre-pandemic mm -hmm. um and they had turned the hydro plant that's like right next like the big one right next to the falls into a museum I, yes they did i don't know if that's the particular one that 
was I'm going to assume so because it is a really old building and for a very long time it kind of just sat there empty like my entire life it it was just like a building that they would tell us like oh yeah that's the old hydro building but they don't use it anymore so it's non-functioning and they just recently turned it into a museum I wanted to go but we didn't have time you know what we'll go one day me and you we'll We'll take a trip to Niagara we'll take a trip to Niagara yeah We'll yeah. go to like Fort George. We'll do. I want to do Hydra all that. Plant. There's so many. We'll also, it. just a little sneak peek for future episodes. There's a lot in Niagara Falls, St. Catharines area, that are on our list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty haunted area that has quite a lot of yes, history. lots of history behind it. Yeah. So it's so haunted, in fact, that um, they have multiple ghost tours. Um, and I've been on them more than once and each time I go on them, they have new stories about recent events that happened I'm from so, recent hauntings. I want to go so, so bad. We have to go back. To, we, yeah. we will. Yeah. We'll make, we'll plan it. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, I don't know. I'm going to assume that that's the particular one that he was involved in creating. Um, but, uh, Yeah. He was involved in that. Um, so he was also very passionate and, and involved with the military, specifically the Queen's own rifles. Um, and because of this, of his involvement in that, he was actually knighted despite being Canadian born um, in 1905. Yeah. Mm. I mean, up until that point, like, I think we were still, I mean, we still are common law. We're still common law. Yeah, um, nation under the UK um, and England, but I don't think any Canadian gets knighted unless they've done I mean, something they, yeah. super super specific. I mean, they, I know they have like they a Canadian can. version of being yeah. knighted, but you're not like actually being knighted by a royal person. He he was, and a lot of people don't really. Associate, like a lot of people in Canada don't really associate with the monarchy. They're just like, yeah, we're a commonwealth, but they don't really have anything to do with us other than that. That's really it. Like there's really no involvement at all that they do. Like we're very much our own country and they just like to be on our dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> and they do, they do have like, um, I forget the word for it almost like ceremonial duties ones that don't actually have very much very much legal like uh like there's the governor general legally yeah like too much it's more yeah yeah. is it the governor general is it the governor general or the lieutenant general that is like the 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 country's version of like the person that goes to the head the the monarchy good question it's um, one of those not, two i think it's the governor general i but think I'm, so i'm not i'm not 100 sure we have yeah. a lot of there's a, a lot, lot it's it's things yeah it's a um, lot yeah anyway so he was knighted in 1905 um and in 1911 this is where we start to see his dream house be um 
developed. Um, in 1911, he hired architect E.J. Lennox to build his dream home, and together they worked on building a castle in Toronto. The just, land... a, just a quick, quick question. Is yes. your cat on your bed? She is. Yes. Okay, because I saw because like your background's blurred, right? So I yes. saw just a black blur. My shifting. room, my room is ex- is very messy. Like I didn't have time to clean up. The, there's a pile of clothes on the floor, but I wonder if I can just. No, it's too blurred. It's it's too your blurred. cat. Like she's, I just saw. She's like, like right here. I just saw a black mass move, and I was yeah, like, yeah, she's right that's, here. Yeah. That's okay. Luna. She's right there. Anyways, I wonder if. This is so weird. Anyways, um, <laughs> actually, Chantel, my house, my house is haunted, and that's not actually my cat. Well, my my house has a demon in the basement, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, not actually, but it feels like it because the basement's super creepy. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to the point. I mean, we could tell the story now. Well, where, I like... remember 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 the like three times we recorded at my house and like random stuff started happening. Yeah, or like when the I mean the fuse blew in your thing, but mm-hmm. that freaked the that that scared me you, so you much. Screamed I screamed so loud that it scared me so bad when you screamed. <laughs> Because the lights were just, they just turned off and I heard a loud click. Yeah, Yeah, it was just a fuse and I knew it was just a fuse, but you freaking out scared me more. I wasn't expecting it to blow. And then there was the other time when um, my parents were home too and we thought they were cooking, but they weren't because they didn't start cooking until we finished recording and the smoke detector kept going off. And my dad pulled out um, the batteries and changed them so it would stop beeping and it kept going off and then he eventually took the batteries out but it still kept going off there was that too can i tell you a really funny story that happened like a week ago mm-hmm. okay sorry we'll get back to the regular scheduled program in a minute <laughs> um so this is paranormal-esque but um there one night my dad was sitting outside uh drinking his coffee and he looked up at the sky and he saw these like flashing lights. It was like flashing green and red. But then like, so he pulled out his binoculars to like take okay. a look at it to see what it was. And it was Airplane? like, no, he didn't really know what it was. He couldn't tell because it was so dark outside. All he could see was like a flashing red and flashing green light. But like it, you could tell it was something and it was just sitting in, it was just like standing in one position, like 200 feet in the air. So he, he calls me down. I'm like up here playing my game and he calls me down and he's like, can you like, look, like, what do you think that is? And, and I looked at it. I mean, it did look extraterrestrial-esque, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, it, so we were there like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. So in my mind, so I jokingly was like, oh my God, you guys, they came for us. They finally came for us. And I'm saying this really yeah, loud. Is. I'm like outside and I'm saying this really loud, right? And all of a sudden we hear the, it was a, it was, it was a drone. Oh, <laughs> it was a drone. I was, was going to say radio tower, but yeah, then drone too. My dad, my dad goes, it's moving. It's moving guys. It's moving. And then we hear our neighbor laughing. <laughs> And he goes, it's me. It's my drone. I just wanted to take a video of the sunset. (laughs) 
<laughs> he should have he should have dressed his drone up as you know an alien spaceship and like brought it down truly we, yeah <laughs> that would have been good it was just so funny because like my i think for a moment there my dad legit thought that they came to t- they were coming to take him away <laughs> oh good old alien stories oh anyways um let's get back to our uh regularly scheduled program yeah um so so like i said he hired ej lennox to um Mm -hmm. design and build his dream castle um and he purchased a land that was that the previous owners had called castle loma so he didn't actually create the name castle loma he just bought the land that the name that you know the land was already named castle loma which is spanish for hill house so yay yeah you know haunting on hill house anyways that's uh it is on a hill i mean hey that was a really good show it was very spooky um I don't think Castle Loma is nearly that spooky. I haven't no. ever, I mean, except for maybe the tunnel, but the rest of it is not. We'll get to that the spooky. tunnel in a minute. We'll get to there in a minute. <laughs> um, so taking a total of three years to build and $3.5 million, which, uh, Chantal, you want to guess how much that is in today's money? $1.1 billion. $75 million. Oh, I wasn't even close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's still, still, that's still a huge that. amount. Yes. That's I'm still a sure, huge amount. Though, I'm sure, though, in the last week with inflation, that number is way higher. Yeah, for sure. Um. Anyways, yeah, 75, in today's dollars, $75 million to build. What I could do with 75 million. If I had a million dollars, <laughs> I could buy myself a broom closet. That's so true, though. I can't even mm-hmm. like argue with you on that. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially what you yeah. afford in Toronto nowadays. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's so it took three years to build. It is sixty-four thousand seven hundred square feet and it's a big puppy yes and has 98 rooms oh really only 98 i thought it was like way more than that well you know the rumor that there's so they there's three secret passage tunnels three secret passageways and they've only found which they haven't found they've only found two yeah one that goes from his study that goes upstairs and then downstairs. Mm-hmm. There's apparently another one, according to the blueprints that they have. But they don't know where it is because they've tried yeah. to look for it. One day we'll go and we will find it for them. Let's... I have faith in our sleuthing escape room abilities. <laughs> they, speaking of escape, they do escape rooms there. It's through a, a third party company, but they yeah. do escape rooms there. Yeah. So I want to try from, Aside from celebrating Christmas and scaring you at Halloween, they also do ghost, uh, not ghost, um, escape rooms. Escape rooms. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyway, so he, he wanted, while they were building it, he really wanted the latest technologies in the house. So, um, these included the first elevator in a private home, um, Mm -hmm. with a central vacuum system. Uh, there were, there are 59 telephones around the house, which you can actually see in some of the rooms. They still have like either the physical telephone still there or like the, the holder where the telephone would have been on the wall. How many um, telephones do you have in your house, Sally? Landlines, not including landlines, cell phones. One. Okay, we have three. We have one in the basement, one on the main floor, one upstairs. I feel like that's normal though. We used to have but two. Our case, our case, like our the one that we bought came with the three handsets. Yeah. So you might as well just set them all up. So it was like just like one one on each floor, just in case you're not on you know, the main floor. Yeah. That's like, that's, I feel like standard. Could you imagine, what was it, 58? 59 telephones. 59 telephones. And like, you know, the the old timey telephones, they're not quiet. They're loud. And as far as I understand or know, they were expensive. That was not cheap. Well, Chantel, when you just have a a sleazy $75 million lying around to build yourself a castle. <laughs> and when you when you have um the money to put an elevator into your private residence, right? There's which, also which like most places don't have um an internal organ, like the piano. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah. like the organ. Yeah, yeah, because it goes it goes up like four stories or something ridiculous. Because I remember seeing the it's back where of the it. it's where the elevator is. And they put like a glass glass uh, partition there so you can see it, and that's where the organ pipes are, mm-hmm. and it go it goes through all the floors. So you know yeah. if you just wanted to 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 play an organ, why it's the massive. hell not? Yeah, it's it's huge. It is huge. It is quite large. Um. So, uh. Uh, yeah, 59 telephones around the house, and, um, like, it, it truly was, like, a state-of-the-art, like, architect, mm-hmm. you know, in its glory. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it was, like, a state-of-the-art building, is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it was up in the times. It had all the most yeah. modern, modern at the time, technology. Exactly. Yeah. Like even the showers back then, like they didn't have showers. Oh my god, they look like death traps. <laughs> they do. Like if you go in there, you go you go through the house and you see the showers in um uh Henry Pallet's room and Lady Pallet's room. Um, they look like death contraptions, like <laughs> like like gas chamber type. They things. look like horror movie torture type yes. devices. Like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Um. But nobody else had showers. Everyone had bathtubs. Or even and they like... still had bathtubs too. Yes. So they had shower, bathtub, and a bidet. And, yeah, and a bidet. I would kill for a bidet. Oh my god, I love I know, a bidet. Right? No, they don't build houses with bidets anymore. I mean, sometimes in Europe they do. And um, Korea, I think, as well. And Japan are really big on them. My, um, my old house had a bidet in the bathroom. It was beautiful. I never had a bidet. It's Chantal. 
if you're too lazy to take a shower. But you still gotta, sh you still gotta clean certain places. It was great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, especially if there's you know or, paper you towel know, shortages. Yeah, yeah, toilet paper shortages. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> right, it was right next to the toilet. Very convenient. Some of them are in the toilet. Well, now you can buy a thing that you attach to your toilet, but it's not yeah. the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Some of them play music when you sit down. Mine didn't. That would be nice. That would be nice. Some of them are heated. Mine Anyways, wasn't. I digress. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. We're just like imagining just talking about life the day. with the day. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so like I said, there are three known, known secret passages. There could be more. We don't know. Yeah. They know of three, but they've only found two. Um, there's a, with a total of four floors, two towers, and a 800-foot-long tunnel underground that led to the stables. Yep. So. Didn't the don't the tunnels underground also lead to his hunting lodge? That's what the stables are. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, yeah. So that, okay. they don't have that part of the thing open. They just have like the stables open. But like that yeah. that whole red building there, that was his hunting lodge. Yeah, and they I know that they do have it open, but only during like specific times of the year. Mm -hmm. They don't have it open all the time. Yeah. Um, like I think they have it open during Halloween haunt, uh, horror mm -hmm. nights, terror nights, whatever they call it, um, to do like the 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 scary walkthrough maze thing yeah and i think there's an escape room that they put in there too oh okay we'll just have to do the escape room then to explore that part of the castle yeah we'll just do all the escape rooms why not we're, why not? we're really good at it well i mean i'm really good at it <laughs> you're really oh, good yeah. at moral support i am i'm like you go chantelle <laughs> And then, and then you always, and then there's always the ones where I'm super confused and you're like, it's this and you get it right away. And then there's always the ones where you're like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, it's this. I we work confused. good as a team. Yeah. There we, we go. We work good as a team. The dream team right here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Pallet filled his home with priceless work of art from Canadian um, artists and artists from around the world. Um, there is one room called the Group of Seven room, and that is currently filled with the artwork of the Group of Seven, which, if you don't know, basically they're a group of seven artists, <laughs> Canadian artists, that um, they, they each of them had their own unique styles, but they mm -hmm. were very similar in their styles, and they would mainly paint um land like canadian landscapes yeah um i think if if any he technically wasn't part of the group of seven but i think one of the more famous names associated with the group of seven is tom thompson who was murdered that would be a nice story to add to our uh yeah to our lists um he was murdered in canoe lake in Algonquin park um and they don't know oh my god that does look like something like yeah yeah see what i mean like your cat is being very spooky right now she's just like really she's really hot and she's like really stretched out it's, on my yeah, bed yeah there's heat there's heat warnings yeah. right now in yeah. toronto anyways um 
Yeah, so that that's who the group of seven was. And there's one room associate um specifically dedicated to them. I think it's one of the round rooms. There is mm-hmm. there's there's I think two rooms. One like um above the 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 other um that is perfectly round. There's no corners at all. Like yeah. even when you look at the doors, the doors are curved so that they curved. can curve with the room. The fireplace is also curved, so it curves with the room. So it's it's the perfect round room, mm-hmm. um, which is, I which think, is, one of the more unique fe- features. It's of very the unique, but also, like, kind of spooky. You know when something is, like, just so completely different? You're just, different? like, in a, in a vortex type. Yeah, and it's, like, when something's completely different from the rest of of you know everything else it kind of makes it a little bit spooky it's like Mm -hmm. why are you different why were you made different exactly what was the purpose (laughs) yeah yeah but um it definitely is i mean it's a nice it's a nice room that's where they they have those chairs that you really like yeah yeah yeah. those really elegant really yeah they have all they have so many um nice furniture in Castleoma that like every time I go um I'm like I want that yeah the thing is it's you so can't nice sit on it like no, you can't even touch they're, those. They're, yeah because they're they're so old and the um fabric is starting to um deteriorate a little bit yeah um but they are really really beautiful chairs mm-hmm their works of art all in themselves. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. They're beautiful. And they go it goes really nice with the with the theming that they have in that room. Mm-hmm. And I think actually it's across from the organ, is it not? Uh, the I organ viewing that, hall. I think it's in that hallway. It's in that area. At I least. think so. I think so. There's and a it's... lot of like little corners in this mm-hmm. in this castle that like you like we spent a whole day there. Yeah, we just literally exploring. spent a whole day. Yeah, and there's just like, I I'm I'm sure people are just like, well, it's just a house. Like, what are they gonna do with it? But like, there's so much in there and so much history behind it that it's definitely also if you're gonna go, they have, uh, I haven't been in there, but um, a renowned, um, restaurant. Yeah, we ate at the at the cafe, not at the restaurant, and the cafe no. was was pretty good. It yeah. was decent. It, was it decent. wasn't great. It's like it wasn't great, but it was yeah. it was decent for what it was. We, and the restaurant, I've heard very good things about it. It's also, as far as I understand, pretty expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but every person who's been to that restaurant has said good things about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so because of his re- his reputation, he um, he was almost expected to host these lavish parties and Casa Loma over the years has hosted many many parties it still does you can still have parties there um they do weddings and stuff too I mean if you're gonna have a wedding why not have it at a castle right uh, yeah and they they do a lot of filming yes a lot of filming I will now get to that I will get to that I notice it all the time now whenever I'm watching shows and I'm mm-hmm. like as Casaloma, they'll be like, right "Oh yeah, there. this is this is Wayne Manor," and I'm like, mm, "No, it's Casaloma." <laughs> it most definitely is Casaloma. Anyways, um, we'll get there. We'll get there at the end. We'll I have there, a we'll little. I have a little tidbit about that too. 
Um, so some of these events also included um, events for Girl Guides, which Chantal, you're very familiar with Girl Guides because you I used to be there. one. Yeah. Um, so Lady Palette, she was very active with Girl Guides. She was honored with the Silverfish Award and appointed the first commissioner of the Girl Guides in 1919. Um, and Sir Henry was very much involved with many charities as well and organizations, including Trinity College, Grace Hospital, and St. John's Ambulance Bridge in Canada. So they were very much like, as much as you want to say like, oh, well, they're just a bunch of rich people, they very much were involved with their community. Yeah. Um, I mean, as I said before, like he was he was involved with um, the Queen's the the Queen's right the Queen's own rifles. And yeah. like them alone, you know, um, anyways, so everything seemed to be going well for the first few years. However, darker days fell upon the pellets, um, maintaining Casaloma, they quickly realized became very difficult and they started to go in debt. Um, the true loss happened when the government decided that one man shouldn't hold a monopoly in on the electric power. Um, and that it should be under public power ownership. So Pallet lost his shares in that, um, hoping that land would be a more profitable profitable solution. He purchased a bunch of land around Castle Loma, but when World War One hit, um, it kind of put everything at a standstill. And instead of people, you know, they didn't want to invest in houses, they started investing in war bonds instead. Um, on Pallet and Pallet, and the company went bankrupt. Um, mm -hmm. They lost $1.7 million or $20 million in today's currency. Ouch. When the Great Depression hit, no one wanted to buy land to build their homes surrounding a giant castle, which is understandable, like, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so Pallet was forced to sell off that land. Um, and hoping for some kind of um, stability, he was forced to sell some of his prized collection at auction and eventually abandoned the castle. Um, they moved to their farm in King Township in 1924, um, where unfortunately Lady Pallet had died a year later at the age of 67. Um, Sir Henry Pallet continued to live. Um, and he died on March 8th, 1939, um, and, um, with everything else in his very lavish life, uh, um, when he was younger, he had a very big funeral procession in Toronto, um, and he was buried with full military honors, despite not mm -hmm. being a full military veteran. Um, yeah. but because he was knighted and because he had a lot of, um, he was associated heavily with the queen's own rifles. He, um, they felt that he deserved a full military honors funeral. Yeah. It very much is a sad ending. For yeah. Him. Like he it... had, he had everything going mm -hmm. in his life and then. I mean, like, it very, it's very much, I understand the government's point of view of not having a monopoly on the electricity. Mm -hmm. um, but also, it's very sad that um, he built this up and the government was able to just 
take, take it, over sweep right under his feet yeah, yeah like it it's it's a very it's a very sad ending for uh, i mean i don't know every single second of every single detail but it seems like he worked despite having mm-hmm. you know um everything going for him he worked pretty hard to get to where he was yeah and i mean despite his faults he loved his wife which i think is that was the thing like he definitely and they had uh was it two sons they had i'm not sure i I think think so but he he definitely loved his wife and Mm -hmm. as far as i understand the reason why he put the elevator in was because she had mobility issues Mm -hmm. so he did like all this extra stuff just for her and i'm like that's so sweet i wish i wish one day That's i'll find one, one day we'll find um uh men who men can afford to build us private castles that have elevators listen <laughs> if that's the case i no longer need to work as and long as they don't <laughs> imported yeah. from europe damn yeah this, um, i remember do you remember that on the tour because they do lots of tours but the main staircase um was being imported from europe but it never actually arrived because it sank on a ship well, and the and the one they have there is a different one than so, the original one that was going to go in there. So they didn't actually. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it in a minute, but they didn't actually finish the castle. They didn't finish yeah. building it. They they moved out before it was finished built. Right? Yes, yeah. So and they and then um. Well, let let, let me let me get back into the story. Okay, get back into you. it. Yes, <laughs> sorry. Um. So so what exactly happened to the castle after the pellets abandoned it? Um, well, a man named William Sparling um, proposed to turn it into a hotel, and Castle Loma Hotel was opened in 1926 to 1929. Um, Sparling had gained a lease to complete the Great Hall and the Billiards Room, which um, wasn't completed at the time, and um, he had plans to expand and add an east and west wing um, that will hold 96 suites and 56 rooms. Wow. So the New York syndicate offered to purchase, well, ob- so obviously like that didn't, you know, come into anything yeah. great beyond 1929. But um, fun fact, when you go down into the tunnels and you get to the end of the tunnel right before you're going to get you go up the stairs to go to the stables, um, mm-hmm. there's a giant sign that says Castle Loma Hotel. That's the original sign of the hotel. Um, still there. I don't remember this. We'll have to go back just so I can look at you it. You don't? Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's still this. there. It's still there, and they have like lights kind of behind been, it, so it's dimly I've lit. Been there so many times. How do I yeah. not like remember this? Next time we go, I'll point it out to you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so the New York Syndicate offered to purchase Castle Loma in 1928, but the deal never went through. Um, but that didn't stop it from being still like a popular nighttime hub. Um, Glenn Gray and the Castle Loma Orchestra uh, booked to play for eight months in 1927 and 1928, but after the hotel closed in 1929, it stayed empty for some time until the city of Toronto took ownership um, in 1933 for... Um, this, this kind of hurts. Like, this is how much they, they, in 1933, how much they spent to, um. Oh yeah, it was like a really cheap amount. 
$27,303.45 that was owed in back taxes. So they, the city of Toronto basically just took it for free because they, there was so much money owed into it from from the ta- from the taxes that they're like, well, nobody's gonna pay this, so we're just gonna take ownership of the house of the castle. Yeah. But you know, then the city had no idea what to do with it. Like, what do you do with the giant castle in the middle of Toronto? Um, and at some point, they had suggested turning it into a high school, uh, a museum, or an art gallery, a war veterans um, home, or a permanent residence for um, the Dion quadruplets. I very little information on that, but I'm assuming they're famous quadruplets um, at that <laughs> time. Um, but none of these seemed feasible for the city, so they actually considered demolishing it. Could you imagine? Like, but I mean, could you imagine if they actually turned it into a high school? Like, you're like, basically yeah. going to high school to Hog. Like, you're basically going to Hogwarts. Yeah. Like, how cool would that? Could be? you imagine how the how much damage the teenagers would probably do? That's knowing... the thing, though. Yeah. yeah. It would have to. It would have to be like a posh. Like, could you? You pay money to go to this high school. Like, could you imagine if they decided to demolish it? Like, what would be there? More like, houses. Ugh, More expensive be... houses. It would be so sad. It would be. I would actually cry. Yeah. Um, so in 1937, the Kiwanis Club of West Ontario, I think I'm saying that right, K-I-W-A-N-I-S, Kiwanis? Um, sure. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce it. Apologies. Apologies if that's wrong. Um, the Kiwanis Club of West Ontario... They began operating it as a tourist attraction in 1937. So um, this deal actually continued into until 2011 um, when the new Castleoma Corporation was formed and continued to maintain the castle as a tourist attraction and home to events throughout the year. So today it welcomes over 650,000 visitors, hosting over 250 private functions, weddings, and special events, and is very popular during the month of October as it hosts its annual Legends of Horror nighttime events until Halloween. And the castle also has also been um, in popular films, uh, film locations, with movies such as X-Men, Chicago, Scott, Scott Pilgrims vs. the World, Crimson Peak, Twitches, and Titans. And more. And more. There's actually, if you go down to the basement, there's posters all along the walls of all the, the movies walls. and shows that have filmed at Castle Oma. Yeah, which it's is by, cool. it's, it's by the cafe, the tunnel entrance, the cellar, yeah. that whole hallway, the pool. Yes, uh, I forgot there was an indoor pool in this house. And it, I don't think it ever got finished, but it was, no. but they have the concept art up of the pool mm-hmm. as well, which was going to be very beautiful and lavish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's really cool to go down in that tunnel because every once in a while they'll put a new poster up and I'll be like, oh my God, oh. I've never seen this. Now I have to go watch it just to see Castle <laughs> in the film or in the show. Yeah. Um, so the big question now is, is it haunted? 
Um, um, my, do you think? I'm 50-50 on this one. I'm very That's much fair. like, I'm very much like, I don't know if it actually is haunted, mm-hmm. but it feels haunted, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it very much feels um, it very much feels like sometimes it very much feels like somebody is watching you, but I don't know if it's just because of there's a lot of mirrors. There's a lot of like art that is sometimes just creepy just because of the age mm-hmm. um, and a lot of very big spaces where where, you know, there's a lot of drafts. Yes. So I'm very 50 50. I'm very much I wouldn't be surprised if it was haunted, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it's not. Well, um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm kind of just like, we. I mean, I think we, I mean, we've, despite being there many, many times, we've never actually done a full-blown paranormal investigation there. Yeah, and I feel like if any room was haunted, it would be Lady Pellet's room. Her room is the one that I find, for some reason, the creepiest. There's a it's lot the of one- vibes there. Yeah, like, especially in her, because she has those small dressing rooms mm-hmm. off to the side of her bathroom. Those, to me, are the but there's, there's a creepiest lot of her areas. Clo- there's a lot of her clothes there. Like, yeah. her original, her, 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 her hairbrush, uh, a lot of the things that she used around the house. Yeah. There was a dress of hers that she used to wear in there as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if that room is haunted. Um, it's it's out of out of all the spaces to me that one is the creepiest space mm-hmm. yeah well speaking of lady pellet's room um many people have reported seeing a lady dressed in white on the second floor or the basement um she is actually believed to be a maid who worked there in the early 1900s um when many people in toronto were dying of influenza and here's the thing about um the 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 servants that they had at Castle Loma because they would need a lot of servants to maintain that castle. Um, they paid them very well for the times. Mm-hmm. They they had like if if you were they housed them as well. There were specific rooms for the servants to sleep in. Um, they were provided with food, with shelter, with with you know as as much comfort as they could possibly have the servants, and their pay was more than anyone else so Mm -hmm. i think for a lot of people who were in like who lived as servants um would strive to you know be under the care of the pellets because also who wouldn't want to be a servant in a castle you know (laughs) what i mean well i mean depending on your hours yes but like from from the tours that we've been on they've said the servants were treated very very well they treated their Mm -hmm. servants amazing and um respected them and paid them very fairly for the times yeah (laughs) uh sir henry pallet is also uh seen around the house in one case uh, a young boy who saw a excuse me a man standing um at the second floor window um he saw him there standing and when he when they asked him to to describe the man that he saw, um, the description matched Sir Henry's. And um, when they gave him a photo of Sir Henry, he confirmed that it was him standing at the window saying, that's him. That's why is he so mad? 
that um i think yeah. that would be kind of creepy but yes. also because like aren't children more in tune to they the spiritual are world? they're more susceptible to seeing spirits which is why if any child of mine starts speaking to an imaginary friend or um asks me very specific questions about why the man in the corner is not joining us for dinner i am selling my house and moving yeah fair enough yeah 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 i'll just move in with you chantelle and your chateau just yeah that's fine that's fine yeah yeah okay i mean my chateau may be haunted um, I but mean, I'll, keep, I'll keep the ghosts in line as long as they're not I do have to us. say though if I ever get a, a ghost in my house I, I hope I don't want like a mean ghost or and I also don't want like a ghost that doesn't really do anything I kind of well, want a ghost that you can like have a full blown conversation with and just be friends with well there was a story that my mom was telling me about about somebody who lived in England and owned like one of those really big manor houses and their house is haunted by a maid and um, I think it was like an ex-maid or one of those servants. I'm not 100% sure, but this ghost will just take random things and will just like take just random clothing and it will just disappear. And then they'll be like, hey, ghost, can like we have it back? And it'll like reappear in like two days in the exact same spot that they left it. But it wouldn't be there, you know, That's before so like the funny. ghost would take it. And like there was one time where the ghost returned the clothing like folded. It was very weird. See, I, I wouldn't mind a ghost like that because that's like <laughs> a funny, you know, you could just be like, okay, I guess I'll just get it back in two days, whatever, whatever time schedule you want. That's fine. Oh, I see you don't want me to wear that dress. Okay, I'll wear the other one. I get the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I would, I would, I would want a ghost who wasn't mean. They do yeah. what they want to do. I do what I want to do. We don't cross boundaries. You know, but like we can cross boundaries sometimes. I think it'd be. Well, fun. No, I mean, like, I mean, like, if the ghost like tries to kill me because I paint the room, then I'm not gonna paint the room type of thing. I feel like <laughs> if I have, I could just like you know, you you get those like paint cards at the at the hardware oh, yeah, store, just like and hey, you ghost. just slide them down with the planchette and be like, okay, tell me which, which color, color you want. I mean, if you're gonna we'll, we'll do bring it, the spirit box. You want wallpaper or paint? <laughs> Turn the flashlight on if you want paint. <laughs> okay, now turn it off if you don't want wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That that's the kind of ghost I want. Um. <laughs> anyways. Uh, Lady Mary is also seen around. Um, speaking of Lady Mary before, she is known to be very private, and um, but but that didn't stop her in death. Um, in one instance, they decided to film in her room and left a camera running for a few hours. Um, when they returned to collect the footage, the tape was gone, and um, it has never never been found they have no idea where it is they have hmm. you know and the thing is the staff said that they had locked the door behind them and they were the only ones in the castle at the time so yeah you know that's uh a little weird like yeah not a little weird that's really weird like it is because <laughs> it's come like back and have stuff missing yeah but specifically yeah. the tape like if 
if yeah if someone did break in there's a lot of things in there but that's valuable that scared me what someone's doing laundry oh (laughs) (laughs) the sound of the door hitting my door scared me (laughs) (sighs) well it's all good. That was, all good. I don't know if you heard it on the mic, but that was like really loud in my one ear, my oh, right ear. No, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> it, scared, it scared me so bad. <sighs> anyway, so um, many me- mediums have said that they've sensed Sir and and Lady Palette, and um, they said that they chose they choose to stay there, which I think happens a I, lot. I would, I would too. Especially with how much they loved the house they, or the they castle put so and much, how much work they put into it. Yeah, like, they put so much love and time into it. And, like, I – it was supposed to be their dream house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, unfortunately, they didn't get to be there until until their passing. And I think, I think with Lady – with – like the reason why Lady Pallet had died only a year after they had moved out was because she had a broken heart that she loved it so much that she she died of a broken heart. Yeah, and I mean, like a lot happened at that house. Like for them, a lot of their own personal history happened mm-hmm. at that house. Like especially when she got really really sick, she still would um go i believe onto the balcony to participate in the the different girl guide Mm -hmm. events and she would do so from her balcony because she valued it so much Mm -hmm. like that that amount of care and love does not go away yeah um the tunnels the tunnel is also haunted. Yeah, the tunnel the tunnel very much gives off haunted vibes. It's um it's just a long narrow hallway. It's with like, no windows. Like, it's got random alcoves too that like I think held some sort of machinery at one point. Some of them do have machinery still. Um but it's very creepy and it's very long. <laughs> so when they had it all like when I went with my sister one time they had it all set up for the Halloween terror nights mm-hmm. and like going down that tunnel without anything in there is already creepy enough try going down that tunnel when there are like skeletons and body parts I want like, to Let's like go. just a rat like hanging from the ceiling we're gonna we're gonna do it on Halloween, we'll go, and okay, you'll take we'll me down the tunnel. Okay, but you go first. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> I don't mind going first. I'll go first. Okay, Chantal, you'll go first. So don't be alarmed if I scream. Um, anyways, so <laughs> many people have uh, reported being grabbed or their hair pulled. Um, they have heard a spirit sighing gruffly and has been captured in recording speaking to visitors. Um, one incident included him mocking a medium who said, oh, he's a horrible person. Okay. Um, mediums and other investigators have always gotten the same two names, but, um, they refer to him jokingly as Mr. Happy, but he's really, like, a really grumpy ghost. Yeah. 
here's the thing. Whenever I hear ghost stories, I always think of possibilities other than ghosts that it could be. So my question is, the people who had their hair pulled, were they wearing jackets? Because as you know, jackets can pull hair. Not sure, Chantel. Anyways, when we go to Castleoma, I hope my hair gets pulled. So we can prove that this is real? Yeah, so we can say it's yeah. not like a jacket, you know? Absolutely. Because, like, there's, there's many things it could... I mean, I mean, you're a girl, you know, with long hair. I mean, anybody with long hair knows that it can get caught in lots of things. Yeah. <laughs> On yeah. jacket zippers, jacket buttons, sometimes Velcro. It could be anything could be pulling it. Yeah. So... Even just, even sometimes just fabric. <laughs> caught on just when fabric. it falls a certain way, sometimes I'm like, oh, did someone just pull my hair? Yeah. <laughs> so, it, so I hope my hair, I'm going to make sure, we're going to make sure my hair is perfect. Okay. Um, And then when we walk through the tunnel, I hope it gets pulled just so I can be like um, debunked. It's not my jacket. It's not my shirt. It's not, it's not, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. <laughs> Um, there is evidence that the spirit um, is that of Sir Pallet's friend who was hired to take care of his prize-winning horses. So that's who they, they think based off of the evidence that they've collected, mm-hmm. EVPs, whatever they do, um, that it's Sir Pallet's friend. So did his friend die there? Or did he... Well. I think the way, so I think with certain spirits and ghosts that they don't necessarily have to die in the house that they haunt. I think with the history and maybe they had a lot of connections there. Maybe that was where they were the happiest or maybe it was where they were the most, they had most, a lot of trauma happened to them Mm. and they just, they just go there. Because um, I'm just wondering, like, why is he haunting the tunnel specifically? Because, because, like, the tunnels were connected to the stables where the horses yeah, were. Yeah, no, I, like, I get that. But, like, why not the stables? Why the tunnels? And why would he, and, like, does he go up and visit his friend? Like, do the ghosts just are, like, every Tuesday night we're going to have social time <laughs> and, like, go visit each other? Like, every is this... T- Listen, Chantel, Because maybe, maybe he's die... grumpy. Like, maybe he's grumpy because whenever the mediums and, like, people come to talk to him, he's like, I want to go visit my friend, and now I'm stuck here talking to you. <laughs> you know? like Oh, my God. That's so funny. That is, like, listen, when, poor, when we poor die. Ghost. When we poor die, ghost. When we die and we become ghosts, we need to become ghosts together and just haunt Could you imagine like you dying and coming and haunting my house and then me dying going haunting your house and we're in two different locations and we're like god damn it damn I was here for her and then you're like no I was here for you yeah. okay we'll meet in the middle we'll just haunt this random house yeah like I just I you know I think I, call me weird but I think about these things where I'm like do the ghosts like ever just talk to each other do they like keep each other company? I kind of feel like they do because, because like you, a lot you of times hear, you hear like when people do EVP sessions or like spirit boss sessions where there's very much like the group of spirits that um, are the good spirits 
and they're all afraid of one entity. Yeah, and it just, it very much, to me, seems like this, like, lonely for the spirits to be mm-hmm. separated. And it seems very odd to me that a spirit would be stuck haunting one specific location or spot. Yeah, because they could technically in a building. Just go anywhere that they want. Because they think could go anywhere they wanted. I think that maybe they just, they're either trapped there by some other greater entity or they just feel the most comfortable there and that's just where they decide yeah, which to is, go which is which is fair because like spirits like i mean as you've seen on many ghost shows they'll be like you know come and join us on the third floor or come and join us here and sometimes the spirits do go with them but i just wonder like what is his connection specifically to the tunnels that has him wanting to stay in the tunnels as opposed to like the stables or the main house. Maybe or... he just really liked the walk in the tunnels to get to the stables. Not going to lie. That's a little odd. It's a really creepy tunnel, but I mean, maybe he likes creepy. Maybe he thinks that's maybe relaxed. it was his I don't vibe. Know. Maybe who knows. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, it is quite refreshing. The tunnels are really cold, which yes. during our summers can be, really nice yes right now (laughs) yeah i'm 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 sweating buckets here yeah because you don't have ac i don't anyways that sucks that sucks um, so much honestly so that that is that is the story behind castle loma and sir henry pallet yeah like i would i would love to know more about the ghosts but as far as I know, there people don't investigate enough, or at least make it public their findings enough it to was, know it more. It was very hard for me to find information, like more grounded information, and like stories of people doing actual paranormal investigations. Mm-hmm. Like the only one that I know of of people doing it is, um, well, them trying to get the video recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam and Colby on YouTube, they yeah. have a whole episode on just Casaloma with Selena Spooky Boo. It's a great yeah, episode. Was, you guys should go watch it. It's kind of creepy. Yes. As well. Can um, I just say, so you know um, the servant's room where mm-hmm. they released that one or helped that one spirit go on to the other side? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's maybe because they have a vent in there or anything, but it's definitely, every time I've gone in that room, it's definitely a lot colder in there. Yeah, and it could even just be... Even in winter, even when we went in the winter time. Yeah, it was so cold. Yeah. And it could just be the way that the room is designed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's, there are certain, like not the whole building for sure, but there are certain rooms where it feels weird. The vibes are off. It feels like somebody's watching you, and it very much feels. I feel like that way, definitely. Yeah, definitely in Lady Pallet's room, but also the servants, the Lady Pallet's room, the servants' room, and the tunnels is pretty much it, and maybe the vault. The mm, vault. I was... also, yeah, the vault was really creepy. You okay? Yeah, I thought you were behind me when we were going into the vault. Um, like, because really? remember when we were at Christmas? Yeah. I walked into the vault and I walked in, I think, forward before I turned around and realized that you weren't 
right behind me because I, I was like two feet outside of the door yeah and then I kept walking back because I was like how deep does this thing go but I turned around and walked backwards so that I could see you because it was very dark and very creepy yeah um and then um I hit the back wall and then I was like okay this is creepy I'm getting out of here <laughs> I don't know if it's just because it was like not only dark but very small Maybe. it's very small um, I get vibes. Was creepy. I also get vibes from his study. Oh yeah, his study. Like I don't really get very many vibes from that area. It just feels old to me. If that makes sense. Yeah. It definitely feels like it's used. old. Yeah, and yeah. it would definitely be a place that I could see his spirit going yeah. to have time. Yeah. Because like. A lot of the other rooms can be creepy because a lot of them do have, like, the, is it the third floor that has the, like, war memorials yes. and so stuff? So, the fun, the thing is, um, Sir Henry Pallet wanted the Casa Loma, when he died, to be turned into a war museum. Mm-hmm. And that's why they were kind of, like, maybe, like, dabbling with the idea of just turning it into a, into a museum. Um, which I mean, they eventually did. It is a museum. It's, mm-hmm. You can go in there and do tours and all that. Um, but he specifically wanted it to be a war museum, and that's why the third floor is just that. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why that floor can sometimes be creepy is because of the mannequins. I get like a heavy vibe from that floor too, and, and I, I think don't... it's just because of like all of the artifacts and yeah. historical and I don't think it's actually the pellets who would be haunting that area. No, no I don't get that I feel at like, all. I feel like it would be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um the towers don't they just feel creepy to me. They don't feel haunted. It's just because the towers like they're are very different from the yeah. they're they're very different from the rest of the house too because they're more they're not as ornate. Mm-hmm. it's like as far as i remember it's like all wooden the stairs are all wooden except for the stairs and the actual towers themselves going straight up i think those are like um metal yeah um but the towers just feel creepy because it is cold up there um it looks older than the rest of the building just because of the materials used yeah um but i don't think that area is actually haunted yeah you just get creepy vibes from it mm-hmm. like a lot of the Sorry, it's like really late and I'm tired. It I is, worked it all is, day. <laughs> nine o'clock. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the building, it's only specific spots that you get weird vibes. Mm-hmm. Not the whole entire building. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that is all that I have for today. That uh, that's that's um, yeah. Yeah. I I didn't actually like create a good way to like end the show <laughs> so thank you for listening slash watching um like share subscribe if you have any topics that you would like to suggest for future shows please send us our send them our way um by going on to our website silvermagicstudios.ca and just go into contact us um, and just make sure that the subject line is, like, suggestions for 
real horror case files. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you, Chantel. And I think that's it. Do we do anything else? See you next time. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> Stay spooky. Toodles. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.